1: That's
2: 800-847-1183.
3: Welcome, folks, to Fifth Street Sports. I'm Frank Perez on a beautiful Monday afternoon here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Another 73 and sunny. Well, guys, uh, I'm going to be joined today with Oklahoma Brian. We're going to have a great show. We're going to uh, Nike has now joined the old sneaker gate, and we're going to talk about the 60 Minutes um, that was on yesterday on 60 Minutes. All the gambling and the certain issues with online and legal and illegal gambling. But to uh, review the weekend, let me see. Friday, I went with Southern Utah. I had my fighter Espinosa one. We had. Let me see. I went three and zero. I went three and zero. There we had. Uh, Friday was a pure gambling show because all my guys were at the tournament, so I had to actually wing it by myself. Uh, so I decided to give a lot of uh, gambling instructions, gam- everything that I've actually learned in gambling. But we got a great show. One of the things that I wanted you to everybody to realize is, do you see how difficult it is when they say to pick this bracket? Now, now, remember, all of these favorites won. These one seeds. They all went through. Everybody went through, and still there are absolutely no perfect brackets left. That just goes to show you the difficulty of, you know, picking a perfect bracket. Imagine had, I don't know how Duke got by. I mean, you talk about unbelievable luck. Uh, you know, they're down by three. Uh, whatchamacallit uh, scores a basket. And so to be down by two, misses the free throw. They get it. Then they get the tip in. So they're up by one. And I don't know if you've seen that Central Florida ball just roll around the rim. It's a miracle, miracle that Duke got out of this. But all the one seeds, all the big, all the favorites won, went forward, and still no perfect brackets. It goes to show you the difficulty when they're telling you that they're going to give you a million or a billion or whatever it is to pick a perfect bracket they're they're not giving nothing n- absolutely nothing away i think it's got to be it's it has to be um, at least 3 or 4 times more difficult that than to um pick the powerball I, I i believe i think the powerball is 175 million to 1 or the mega millions this has got to be near a billion to 1 and you know you wouldn't think it was that much with favorites you know, like not having to lay points with favorites, but it is, folks. It's a, it's a wild and wacky tournament. When we come back, I got Oklahoma Brian. I don't know if Florida Rick's going to join us, but we'll be back after this break.
4: Trade pros, Ferguson is committed to making business with us the easiest part of your day. Ferguson.com is designed to help run your business from the office to the job site by making your day-to-day activities easier with 24-7 account access, unmatched online inventory, and on-the-go account management. And with our Pro Plus Customer Loyalty Program, you can earn points with every online purchase, redeemable for merchandise, event tickets, trips, and more. Sign up today at Ferguson.com
1: 800-932-1749. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call,
2: because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices our prices are too low to publish online with the extra money you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping so stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight let one of our smart expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you call smart today and get the best price on your next flight guaranteed also save up to 50 percent off business and first class
1: tickets That's 855-325-1780.
3: Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty is 21 Days of Amazing Finds.
5: It's 21 days to discover your new must-haves and can't-live-withouts. 21 days of daily beauty steals at 50% off, like the Anastasia Brow Wiz and the Tarte Toasted Eyeshadow Palette. Plus, hundreds of new releases from the hottest brands, a.k.a. 21 days of I want that one, and that one, and that one. Hurry in now through April 6th. What will you discover? Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful.
3: all right folks we're back it's fifth street sports on sports byline usa radio network catch us on american forces network iHeartRadio, streaming live on youtube and facebook that's fifth street sports forward uh fifth, fifth street com is also our website which we're upgrading and doing well i should have oklahoma brian in there with me um oh there he is buddy you guys been at the games huh
5: yeah, yeah, long uh, weekend. I'm exhausted, uh, ready to go back to work.
3: Boy, I, I had to, I you know, I was flying solo Friday, and I sure, I was so worried about coming out of it like Amelia Earhart, but uh, I got through it. Um, How was
5: it? How was the Friday show?
3: <laughs> the Friday show? Well, it was all about, uh, you know, just a gambling tutorial, do's and don'ts, and certain things on games, but... Buddy, I got to talk to you about what's up with, uh, we got a new uh, contestant in Sneakergate, huh?
5: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, up to this point, it's only been Adidas, and it looks like, uh, looks like Nike's getting ready to enter uh, the stage. This uh, Michael Avenatti scandal is going to be somewhat explosive, but it looks like he had, he claims to have had the goods on Nike and their role in paying uh, prominent high school players to uh, to steer them to various college programs and was trying to use that uh, for, you know, for a payment in exchange for his silence. And man, <laughs> talk about a guy who had pretty high potential three, four months ago. He's being mentioned as a presidential candidate and, uh, I mean, could be doing some serious time. Boy. Isn't it scary
3: now when you first, when you had Adidas, now Nike, then the parents paying for the tuition, LSU, student loan programs. What, Brian, what the, heck? I mean, when they say money, you know, you know, they always misquote it, money is the root to all evil. It's the love of money that's the root to all evil. But with those five or six things I just mentioned, how corrupt are our universities or the entrances to them getting, you know, at this point?
5: Um. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to say that they're corrupt across the board, but there are certainly some uh, bad actors in there. And, you know, uh, I think that these things have been going on for a long time, which just getting better at kind of shining a light on some of the things that um, that unfortunately go on. I mean, is it let me ask you a question. Is there a big difference between bribing a university directly, giving, say, a million dollars to put your name on the side of a building or or more potentially to get your children in or, uh, you know, sending a bank wire for a couple hundred thousand to the rowing coach. Gosh. Um, it's worse. I'm not saying that it clearly one is outside of the, of the legal channels, but I'm just saying that they're both somewhat questionable practices.
3: You know, I, I if, if if, I had to judge it, if I had to judge it like a class felony, I would think, believe it or not, even though one's legal, like you said, or one you can't get in trouble for and the other one you could do time for. I think bribing the university because it's the same. I mean, if if your child didn't deserve to get in and there's so many there, there's so many seats available to actually allow or feel OK about your child getting in and costing another child a scholarship Or in education, I think that's twice as bad.
5: Pretty bad, pretty bad. It is? Yeah, so.
3: Gosh, I mean, when? what, you know, well, now speaking of universities, Brian, what, I was just mentioning in, in the first thing, all these favorites won and still no perfect brackets, right?
5: Isn't that insane? Yeah, every one seed, every two seed, every three seed made it through. And then uh most of the four seeds that they, you know, and then uh really the only the only non-top four seeds I believe are Auburn at the five seed, which won their conference tournament and was kind of a um, a team with a little bit of buzz, you know, so to speak, and Oregon who did this. There was a twelve seed but still was kind of um you know, kind of a, a dark horse that a lot of people were whispering about. And that's it. So um if if you can't nail a perfect bracket in this year, you're never gonna do it. And uh, I mean, what a—I what guess it's kind of really, it identifies how absurd the math is and actually trying to pull off a perfect bracket. You know, there's only one, I believe this is the case. I was reading this late last night. There's only one perfect bracket still intact between all of the major websites.
3: One, wow. Now you just mentioned the one, two, and three seats all get through. That is the equivalent of hitting a twenty. And now I know they were big, big, big chalky, but that's the equivalent of hitting a twenty-four team money line parlay. You know that? Because you know huh. eight, eight ones had to, yeah. eight ones had to win, eight twos and eight threes. What do you think you could get for? I mean, I know. Gosh, it's a 2014 money line parlay. Some of them weren't that absurd. Minus. T- to something boy that had to be a ton
5: yeah yeah that's a great question I, I would love to
3: do the math on now I,
5: I wonder have you heard much about the um about how books that did this weekend I would guess it probably wasn't the greatest week for uh, books with all of the chalk cashing
3: yeah no not yet I don't I don't have any reports yet I know Thursday and Friday they were chirping a little bit a lot of dogs. They didn't win out right, but they barked. You know, they covered with the spreads. Um, I gotta think. You think LSU? Uh, I mean, Maryland getting two and a half, three. You think that helped the books against LSU?
5: Uh, well, let's see. The game. Where did the game open and cl- I think it closed at three and a half. Where did it open? And, and yeah, what yeah, no, more
3: they, uh, no, the game opened two and a half, two, two and a half went to three yeah so that, oh. that
5: that had to help them right 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 yeah absolutely really did um, but in general I, I think this was probably a non-stellar week for books with um with this many favorites uh advancing can't it can't have been a good thing there's no way
3: yep and see if you if you I I watched the Duke game against Central Florida yesterday and to me how they escaped out of there with a win is beyond un you know down by three and uh whatchamacallit, it? their big guy what's his yeah. Zion. Zion goes up to the rim, gets fouled, makes it, misses the free throw. They get the they get the lucky rebound tipping, and then not just that, if you notice Central Florida Central Florida went right down the court and missed two shots, the last one being a roll around her that just spun out. How Duke is still alive. It's unbelievable but remember I picked Duke to win it all and I'm and I believe that they should be out but I think it's like one of those things is Brian when you got the when you get the giant in a headlock or you get the monster in a cage you didn't put him away I believe Duke wakes up and now rolls
5: you think somebody at CBS has a, a button they can push you know in a critical situation like that to make maybe make the ball come off the rim
3: No, no, no. I know. But you know what? um, Who knows? They got so many conspiracies on Netflix on the on the dumbest things in the world, especially the guys that what what are the two dumbest to me is uh, we didn't land on the moon and the Holocaust didn't happen. Maybe they're going to come up with one that they have an electrical uh, surge thing at the rim. Uh, Who knows? The, The people are people are really retarded. But when we come back. Gosh, there's something I really wanted to talk to you. Did you watch the whole thing yesterday on 60 Minutes on the gambling?
5: I, I didn't see any of it because I, uh, I was at the I was at the of the games. I was at the basketball games last night.
3: But you know, Chopper sent us a link. I was watching it, and then he sent us all the link. It was very, very, very interesting. I got oh Andrews Andrew's got his hand up that I mean you know he puts up a one or a two you know like when the coaches are going for one or two one means we got one minute but uh, what what I was going to say to you is <coughs> the guys that were this you know the lady from sixty minutes was interviewing them and asking the the experts on gambling some offshore guys some legal guys you know what they they really did their homework they didn't sound stupid and they know exactly what's going on.
5: Huh. I look forward to uh, seeing it. Yeah, I know it's. I televote it, and I believe it's on the CBS uh, website. So um, I'll make sure to watch it before tomorrow.
3: You got it. Well, Brian, we got to take a break. When we come back, folks, I got I got a pick in from uh, JoeyCasano.com. He's been pretty good. You know, just uh not great. We've been, but over the top. When we come back, folks. We're going to share that and a lot of other stuff going on in sports. Back after this timeout.
4: Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063.
1: 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
4: If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. Get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right
1: now. 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517
3: Folks, it's 5th Street Sports. We're on Sports Byline USA Radio Network, American Forces Network. You guys, thank you very much for all your service and the way you keep us safe and free. iHeartRadio, streaming live on Facebook.com forward slash 5th Street Sports and, of course, on YouTube. I'm Frank Perez, and I am joined with Oklahoma Brian. He's back. He had a three- or four-day hiatus, him and Rick, at the games, but he's back, and... uh well, Brian, how how was your gaming weekend?
5: Uh yeah, I guess it was it was all right. I think this was one of the lighter betting March Madnesses I can remember for me in quite some time. But um I mean my team advanced, so that's all I could ask for. And I was there in person to watch it, so that was kind of fun.
3: Very nice. Now, I haven't gotten any reports from any of the books or any of the whining online because, you know, when these guys have a bad weekend, like they only win 100000 you know. That's a horrible weekend yeah. to them. But uh, I got to think, my gosh. Uh, you know some of the trap games? There were some trap dogs. It's Buffalo. Buffalo was, uh, went from four and a half, five down to 3.5.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I was at that game. Um, it was a crazy game. Tech got off to a 10 Lead to start the game. And then Buffalo went on a huge run, took the lead at 25 yeah. 24 with about three and a half minutes uh, to go in the first half. And then Tech went on an absolute, what, like one of the greatest runs that you've seen in a college basketball game in years. And uh, I want to say they scored like they went on like a 26 to 3 run over the next uh, 10 or 12 minutes and never looked back. You know,
3: and hats off to that Texas Tech team. They Nobody really realized, but that's the best defensive team in the country, you know. Absolutely. And yeah. and, and yeah. to hold Buffalo to that many points. Buffalo was a, a monster, run and gun, put up the points team all year. Texas Tech, I believe, is going to be very dangerous because of their defense. Um, boy, you've seen a couple of these games. They just went, I mean, they didn't have a prayer wire to wire. The Auburn game was the worst. I like Kansas. That one was oh. out of control Shut right up. away,
5: oh man, that was the one team i that I was fading. I uh, wish they were still around so I could keep betting against them, right. uh, but yeah, you know that that buff, yeah, oh, yeah, Kansas is garbage, um but that buffalo team, you wonder, they got stuck with a really bad seed. They got sent to Tulsa with a six seed and ran into a buzzsaw with Texas Tech if they get the seed they should have gotten, which to be honest, they should be a three or a four seed, right. uh, five at the absolute worst. They get stuck with a six as Rick predicted last week on our show. Yeah. And then, you know, if that wasn't bad enough, if, you know, they could have played in Hartford or somewhere, maybe even Columbus, Ohio, somewhere close by, that would have helped. But they, they shipped them all the way off to Tulsa. They probably had to, you know, one of the fewest uh, fans in the entire building. And that was a really uh, unfair ending to what was a really great season for that Buffalo team.
3: Yeah. And you know what, of course, and one of the other things, uh, another conspiracy kind of thing that costs people money is remember how the coaching staff at LSU was having such issues gone. Everybody's oh yep. LSU, LSU is going to be uh, under coached. This LSU looked pretty good to me.
5: Uh, well, he's got pretty good talent. You're talking about Tony Benford,
1: the
5: LSU interim coach. Um, I mean, he has been a head coach before. He was the head coach at North Texas for four years. Uh, So he has head coaching experience, but um, he had one of the funnier quotes. I don't know if you heard this, but in the last game after the very last game of the season, when they clinched the SEC regular season championship, they asked him they asked him about coaching. He said, geez, you guys make it out uh, like I've never been a, a head coach before. I've been a head coach before. I've just never had players like this. It's, it's <laughs> I, like funny I like that. I like that. Funny because, you know, to the cynics, it, you know, you hear that and you kind of think, uh, I've never had a payroll <laughs> like yeah. this. I've never had this kind of money hey, to spend on players.
3: Brian, guess guess who just walked in the studio on 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 a Monday afternoon, Mister Chip Charimbas. Let's get a let's oh, get wow. him on here. Uh, he's he's looking, he's yeah at the at the, at the break. You know, we'll just we'll just put him in for the third segment here with us. He's looking pretty. He looks like he's gained at least a pound or two. If they're, I don't know if they're hundreds or twenties, but he's looking like he uh, has had a heck heck of a weekend. Oh, nice, nice, cool. Yeah. Well,
5: I'll look forward to. Uh talk with him i hope he had a um i hope he had a good weekend i <clears throat> i know he was pretty confident going into this uh tournament so well, i to know thursday
3: he gave out villanova they were f- they were f- uh, f- uh oh Purdue! oh Purdue was his real good pick that's right um nice. yeah he had he had Purdue, but no you gave out one yeah Bill- yeah you, you you got to push on that one you got to uh Oh, yeah, because they went down to three and a half, depending, or even three, depending at the time. The worst you could have done was push, but you probably won. Then he loved Purdue. So did Rick. Rick texted me Purdue over the weekend. We got that one. Um, yep. Boy, you know, oh, here's, oh, this is the angle I've been waiting to ask you for. Okay, it's the second round of the NIT, CBI, and whatever, ABC, DEF tournaments, whatever they are, right? Ooh. Now, right. do you believe that in this second round, you guys were right on. There was a lot of schools that were just about good enough for the big tournament and got sent down to the NIT, and you're right, 75% of them didn't care and got beat by Norfolk State and all them. Now, do you think the ones that did survive and made it to this round now all of a sudden say, hey, you guys, let's take this seriously now?
5: Uh, I think you know, it's all about motivation, so I think there's some coaches – that tend to do a better job of getting their team up for a NIT tournament, which is not an easy thing to do because it really is kind of an irrelevant tournament. But, um, you know, it's all about motivation and, and trying to um, kind of read between the lines and figure out who the more motivated team is. So uh, yeah, it's hard to make any absolute statements, but I got a couple NIT or smaller basketball games that I like tonight. I'll share them at the end of the, at the show.
3: Yeah, it's it's kind of like when you're at a dance. Let's say you're at a dance, a high school prom or it's college prom, and there's a real beautiful girl, really hot, that you've been really interested in, and there's another one that's not so. You know what I mean? Uh, really, not, not that good. And your friend makes the first move, and he and he and then there's only two girls left, and you get stuck with the B one. You know, with the one in B. So now you know you go out, you want to be nice, but sometimes it turns out to be a decent date, and you say, you know what, I'm going to get into this. I think a lot of these teams that made it through the first two games that really didn't care at the beginning, I think now say, you know what, I think uh, this this this, can, this might turn out to be a good date, and they actually care now.
5: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that has happened before, for sure. Um, especially if you have a younger. Roster, right? This is a chance to build on something for next year. So, that um, that can, that can totally happen this time of year. And um, yeah, good point.
3: Speaking of that, you know, I just had a, I had a real good breakfast with my buddy Oh uh, Ted a real real sharp poker player and gambler, and um and he was taking notes. I, I gave him a couple of your quotes. He's probably going to call you for a quote. He's writing a book because he was really really good friends with Stu Hunger. And he has a lot of his stories and he's been in town 40 years and he's going to be writing his book. And he asked me for, you know, a couple of stories or things that I've had, because they're all going to be really, real funny, interesting, smart stories. And, um, I used a couple of your lines, so he wants to make sure that the people get credit where they're due. So later on, I'll put you in contact, but his book is kind of close, kind of close. Nice. What's the subject of the book? It is, uh, my... My my life as a gambler, and it's uh I nice. i and he's been a really sharp gambler. Been in town forty something years. Even when he was in Florida, when he when all his kids were off, uh, you know, to play basketball or football or whatever, he was in his room. He used to study the greyhounds, twelve to fifteen hours a day, and actually made a fortune. <laughs> made a fortune. Wow. Yeah, made a, and he made Stu Younger a fortune, because back then really? the money didn't go into the pools. The horseshoe and then booked it from the thing. And he was able to absolutely destroy them. Yeah. I huh. made a fortune.
5: Well, it's good to know somebody won at Greyhounds. It wasn't me. I, I that was my uh, gateway drug when I was about 15, I think into uh betting was, was going to the Greyhound track, sneaking out at night.
3: You know what, you know how, when you're going out on dates or doing things, it's always that first impression what he always told me about the Greyhounds, because I would watch him do the, he had such value. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew how to manipulate, pull everything, right? In the Greyhounds, it was just like the first, just like that thing I told you know, make that first impression. In the Greyhounds, it was that first turn. You got to make sure. If your two, three, and four dogs like to go wide, and your eight, seven, and six dogs or whatever, they like to go, you know, towards the rail, but the one likes the rail and he drew the one, he got a safe trip all the way home. Or vice versa, you just knew you had to know which way they were going to break at the first turn, and then you always seen those collisions, right? You, you, know, you yeah. know, on on that first turn, you seen all the dogs would collide, and then two or three would survive and go forward. It was all about the first turn.
5: Huh, interesting. Yeah, well, but- I uh I suspect the we're we're going to be in a uh, world very soon where there is no greyhound racing. I think didn't Florida just vote to eliminate greyhound racing? Tonight? Yeah, but
3: that's. That's because of all these sick, yeah, that's because of all all these sick owners and these people. They could have greyhound racing. Imagine if you were a greyhound and your owner wanted and trained you for racing and speed, but then after your career, after you got done, they put you into like a beautiful home where they fed you and you got to relax by the pool with a beautiful couple of kids and a family. It wouldn't be so bad. They would actually just destroy these dogs and throw them in the garbage can like they were nothing. And, and if they're going to be like that then i'm all for no more greyhound racing because there's nothing more loyal and lovable to an animal that was only put on this world that wants to just be loyal and good to you but folks when we come back we got chip jurembus oklahoma brian back after this time out
1: Let's have a chat about your debit card, the card you use for the things you buy every day. What if you could get cash back every time you bought those things? Well, now you can. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit. Just open a Discover Bank account and start earning 1% cash back on up to $3,000 in debit card purchases every month automatically. Plus, there are no monthly fees or minimum balances. Now you can get cash back on the way you like to pay. Open a Discover Bank account and get the debit card with cash back. Go to discoverbank.com slash debit. Limitations apply. Excludes money market accounts. Discover Bank member FDIC that's 800-223-0992. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up, you can do something else. Information technology,
0: I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem, and no excuses.
3: All right, guys, Fifth Street Sports, we're back. It's Talk You Can Bet On segment. Guess who just jumped into the house? It's Mr. Chip Chirimbus, and we got Oklahoma Brian. Guys, I got, uh, we're on Sports Byline, USA Radio Network, iHeart, American Forces, streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. All right, guys. Now you know a lot of the times you see these hypes, and I'm 58 and two and everything. Here's a real documented one from Chip because he sent him to me over over the weekend. Brian, how do you like his last 15 plays in the NBA? Documented because he sent them to me. I should have sent him to you guys. Three and O, three and O, two O and one, two and one and three and O, thirteen one and one, and that's not crap. It was sent to me, um, and he's it
6: happens. Happens sometimes, you know. What I mean? But, you know, it happens right in the middle of the NCAA tournament when everyone's looking for a college basketball winner. And timing is a, is a great part of life. But the NCAA hasn't been that bad either. But the run in the NBA, it's like being unconscious. I mean, you give out Indiana last night, they win by like 40 getting points. And uh, these teams at San Antonio just going out and crushing. So it's, it's working right now. So uh, think about going to chipwinds.com anytime you're out there. Brian, you got
5: anything out there tonight? I do. I do have a couple of uh, picks uh, for tonight. Um, I want to go last, though. It's going to take me a second to pull these up. All right. Do you were guys we have in? something?
3: Hang, hang, hang on a second, Brian. Brian, keep on talking. Keep on talking because okay. my mic just went off the air.
5: So oh, yeah, no problem. Hang on a second. Can yeah, you give us a little more audio so are, on that? I've, uh, are we already into the uh, pick segment? Yeah, i got a couple of okay. picks. You want me to open up the uh, pick segment? Yeah, go, go ahead. Go for it. Okay. All right. I will, uh, I will start off with the team that is actually playing their best basketball of the year. And they have a hard ass coach that, that, um, is going to emphasize winning. I believe they go out and win again tonight and that's, uh, Bob Huggins in West Virginia. They're a 10 point favorite at home against coastal Carolina. I like them to, uh, get the job done and cover the 10.
6: Well, you know, Brian, um, one thing about having Huggins, there's no quitting him. And uh, that team had a horrible season. They were, you know, beset with injuries and really didn't play all that well. And he hasn't won two games in the Big 12 tourney. And he comes out in, in this this tournament here and has won. So um, they haven't quit. They haven't quit on the season. It's very commendable for uh, for him in that spot without a question.
3: Hey Brian, let me let yeah. let me get this one in. Before you finish, just so we don't forget him, Joey Cassano came in on 605 Coastal Carolina plus 10. That's from JoeyCassano.com. Uh, uh, uh. we
5: But opposite.
3: Okay. Hey, oh, really? Oh, you, oh you're oh you going to be opposite? Yeah. Here's one from, from Chip, yeah, Brian. Opposite. Brian, now here's one from Chip that we discussed when he walked in, and this one probably goes kind of like in your neighborhood. Tonight, he really likes this Utah Valley getting plus one and a half or two, and you know why? Because they're playing South Florida. Chip, why
6: don't what do you explain that? Well, it's I think, when I saw that number, I said, who, who the heck is Utah Valley? And you wouldn't even know who they were other than the fact that we caught them in November uh, live at Cox Pavilion here. Iona was also here with Hartford and Long Beach State. And I was unimpressed then. And now all of a sudden they're in the tournament and they're traveling to South Florida and the Bulls coming from a more reputable conference. And we don't even know what the name of the conference or even their nickname is for this team. Uh, they're the Wolverines, by the way, and uh, Utah Valley. <laughs> I had to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Wolverines.
5: That's correct.
6: Yeah, who, who, are the, um, you know, who are they, and why is this such a meager line? I, I checked on it, and um, South Florida's is 0-6 against the number, the last six at home, and it really looks like it's a come-get-me bet, like uh, a sucker's mm-hmm. bet. So I, I took Utah Valley. I used it as, as my top play today, so you don't even have to go to the website. You're getting it out of me right now. So, but I was not impressed, and I, I just can't figure out this number. Maybe there's, it's the NIT, and it's not carrying as much weight. You know, in the NCAA on a Saturday and a Sunday, you can rely on the fact that they're going to bet Tennessee over Iowa and just hope that things come work out. But here in NIT, who's, who's interested? We are. We're professionals. We do this every day. But, the, you know, the average, the average player, the average better, I, I wonder. And that bothers me sometimes about these games.
5: Good point. Good point. Um, I will throw out another game here. I um, This game has moved a little bit, but I like it. It's a strong game. I've seen it in uh, accounts of a lot of really good winning players. Uh, now, granted, some of these guys lay five or five and a half, but it's like we've discussed earlier on the show. I think you can get away in the CBI, the CIT, even the NIT, and laying a little bit of a clunky number. You don't always have to get the best line value because these games typically are not close. And here's a, a game with a really tough travel situation, and uh, the game is uh, Loyola Marymount laying uh six, six and a half uh, at home against Brown. Oh, a long way from home. So it is a long way, yeah. So
3: it's six, six and a half. What, what it opened four and a half, five?
5: Yeah, opened four and a half, right.
3: Yeah, you're right. I mean, these games when they don't care, they don't even they don't even show up. It's it's
5: scary. To it's
6: just you know, is it the sharp money that's moving it? I mean, we saw it happen with Auburn, who opened the surprise favorite over Kansas. In the they were the higher seed, Kansas was the lower seed. Auburn opened the favorite, and it looked to me apparently at the beginning that most of the action was going to come on Kansas, and the line just kept going up, yeah. and uh, and they won for fun. They just went, ran out there and ran away from them. So. It's a this is a, a crapshoot more than anything else out here. It's not an
5: exact science. Is it is there any is there any public money? Uh, is there is there anybody in the public betting on Brown at Loyola Marymount?
6: I can't see it. What
5: I mean, <laughs>
6: you know. I, like, you, that's a long trip for them. I mean, I would, when I was living in New Haven, they'd play, they play Yale. I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't go downtown to go see them play. I mean, why would anyone go go out there, St. Mary's or Loyola, wherever they are?
3: Right. Yeah. Scary. Scary. Brian, so, so wait a second, because I might have not caught the first one. You like Loyola, Marymount. What was your first play?
5: Uh, the couch burners of, uh, West Virginia University.
3: Oh, so you, so you're going to oppose Cassano?
5: I am. I am okay. And what's the nickname for Coastal Carolina?
6: They're the Chanticleers, I believe. And what is a Chanticleer? Uh,
5: I believe it's a bird of some sort. Yeah, but really I,
6: good, Brian. I'm really proud of you. You know, you're, you're rising every, in my eye level every moment. Okay. They are um, a kind of a feisty rooster. Oh, I did right. not know but that. that. But aren't all roosters feisty? You
3: know, if the people watch this show from everything they've learned from you guys and us, <laughs> if they ever get picked on, millionaire. Could you imagine if you were on the million dollar question and you had absolutely no lifelines left, you couldn't phone a friend and they said, what is a Chanticleer? And you don't know if it's a couch, if it's, if it's a car, if it's a German bicycle. It's actually
1: a
6: singing group. I mean, it's, it's oh, it a, style. Yeah, a style of singing anyway. <laughs> you know what but, I mean? You know, Brian, with all these um, CBIs and, and these, these extra tournaments we get, uh, you're finding out that South Dakota State is the Jackrabbits, and you're finding out uh, St. Francis is the Red Flash. Otherwise, uh, I mean, we have, I had to Google this stuff. I, I would be, have no con- <laughs> conscience about who they are. Lipsicum, do you know their nickname? Oh, well, oh. uh, <laughs> no, that don't feel bad. I forgot. I, don't,
5: right. so, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know Lipscomb. Somebody are Google it and give it to us.
6: Lipscomb, yeah. Somebody,
3: somebody Google the nickname of Lipscomb. Hey, and if Daniel Wages is out there, fire something out of us, buddy. You've been real good. So, Brian. So, so Longwood? gosh, you're going to oppose Casano, so we'll scratch that one. You like Loyola Marymount, Chips on Utah Valley. Uh, what else you got? Uh, you-
5: uh well Longwood actually I know that one. They're the Lancers. And uh it's actually a the Longwood is who? Uh, they are the Lancers.
6: Yes they are. And yeah. what are they gonna do tonight? They're getting uh, fifteen from no. DePaul. Imagine yeah. DePaul 15, hasn't been a fifteen point favorite in at least twenty years.
5: At least twenty years. I would take the points. Yeah, I would take the points. You know, and the other
6: big one has got Colorado. This is really interesting game, Brian. I don't know if you saw it. Colorado's at home laying like seventeen to Norfolk State, and Ooh. the oddity here is a Norfolk State in overtime beats the Crimson at Alabama. Yeah, and now they're giving them a chance to take seventeen. I think their season is over. I think beating Alabama is probably their big, biggest NCAA basketball win ever, and um, I just don't see it. I, I. I don't see how they can possibly be ready to play at Colorado. That number's outrageously high.
5: Yeah, and, uh, probably. Um, what is what is Boulder? Probably about what six thousand feet?
6: Yeah, it, it's it's at 6, least 6, a feet. mile high. And
5: uh, yeah, it's higher than Denver. I know that.
6: I uh, I want to say the uh,
0: Lipscomb uh, mascot is the bison.
6: The bison? Yeah, the bison. Okay, there you go. <sighs> mm, the well, bison. that's that's what well, the uh, the Papa Bull said to his son when he went away to college, he said, Bison. <laughs>
3: That's right. That's right. But, I'm sorry. Hey, but uh, oh, I like that. By, oh, oh, what was I going to say, Brian? So um, now we got some NBA over here. We got a medium kind of schedule today. At what point, I think we're in the game, what, 75, 76 now? 74 yeah, out of the 81. Okay, there. Yeah. some of these games now, don't you think we have to pay attention to care or not care for the playoff seeds are already kind of in?
5: Yeah, I also really like in the NBA, when we get into this uh, stretch coming down the last you know two, three weeks of the season, I love when elite teams play elite teams. Games tend to go under. I can't say the opposite is true when bad teams play bad teams, but I really like the under when two good you know, playoff teams play each other.
3: I got you. Hey, I spied on a on a really sharp account in that uh, lo, uh, that Longwood game. Uh, three accounts that I yeah, I really respect, really good, all went under 156 in that game. By the way, against DePaul. Just hmm. if you want to take note of that, you know.
6: Nefarious actions in Las Vegas. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> You're crashing in on three sides now. What's going on here?
3: Uh, we do anything we can. He, he he hasn't been on the on on the show, Brian. That uh, you know, and I and I explained it to the guys on Friday. I said when Brian's looking around, we ask him a game. It's not like he's throwing something at you at that time. He is almost like like Snowden. He's actually going in and leaking into That's accounts. Right. So, uh, folks, it's really good stuff. But <laughs> hey, but but you know what? Speaking of NBA, I mean, here's Chip. It's uh, nothing sacred. Thirteen and one for all apparent reasons. Thirteen How about that? one and one in the last fifty. And but you don't want to give out your free NBA, right?
6: Um, I can give out a selection. Um, what do we got down the menu tonight? Uh, there were three plays out there. I have a a particularly strong one, which which is tipping off early, and um, I'm trying to think of the other matchup. Here, I can... Let
3: me let me give it to you. I know you're getting. A... Go ahead. Well, I you just... know
6: we've had a lot on our plate today, and I'm already thinking about tomorrow and the NCAA Thursday. I have a stone winner Thursday. Don't miss that
5: one. Oof. And baseball opens on Thursday too. I That's know. I of, heard about it. Uh, the rumor. Yeah, yeah, kind of under the radar sports. Yeah. On
6: Thursday afternoon, and it's still yeah, it's, it's still p- going to be Tuesday March.
5: Night. Yeah.
6: Social yeah. Security coming Thursday, so we'll be working on that.
5: All right. All okay, right. A, lot Here, of, yeah. a lot of a lot of rainouts usually uh, when the season yeah, starts. So they early.
6: schedule all these games in the Northeast.
3: Oh, Chip, yeah. I think I know who yeah. you're on in, in this NBA. The opening game is Philadelphia laying two to Orlando.
6: Right. That's my top player today of that game. Orlando. I got it. Orlando. I got the magic. They're going to go. And then Bede's
5: going to disappear.
3: Okay, so uh, Brian, now do you do you got any NBA for the folks?
5: Yeah, I would agree with Orlando. Um <clears throat> I uh, I like actually like Oklahoma City a little bit in the uh game against uh Memphis. I'll pass on the Utah game and I would lean Slight lean towards Portland at home in the late
3: game. I got one sharp account came in under 224 on Portland. Guy's a pretty good winner. He's about a 60%, uh, maybe 59% guy under Portland. They've on.
6: been good to us this year, the Trailblazers. And so have the Nets, as a matter of fact. That's a great matchup. The Nets are on a, the back end of a what a six or seven game road trip. and uh, you're Brian, do you find these teams get tired in that situation? Do they get weary? Or does it... <laughs> do some of them like, you know, catch a spark of life?
5: You know, I, I used to say yes, but I think nowadays the travel and the comfort of traveling in the NBA is such that I really don't think extended road Brian, trips are that big a deal. Hold,
3: hold that thought, Brian. We got it. We got to take a commercial break. Folks, we will be back in three minutes. Brian and Chip are going to finish their thoughts for the day.
1: 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631.
8: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
3: All right, folks, we're back, talking, betting, on. I hope you got all those picks. All right, Brian, you and Chip uh, were into a discussion here when we went on break. So if you'd like to bring that back up, do uh, you remember where you left off?
5: Yeah, I sure do. It was just a, a thought on travel in the NBA. And I think that uh, travel in the NBA is actually a pretty, a pretty uh, advanced science at this point. They do a good job of getting the guys into the next town checked into their hotels, they can sleep in in nice dark rooms, comfortable mattresses. I think that the biggest disadvantage in in the NBA right now is your first home game after a road game. I think that's the worst spot. And uh, you figure, you know, these guys are 22-year-olds. They have lots of money. They come back home, and they've got the wife or the girlfriend or the baby mama, maybe two or the three, maybe three (laughs) out of three. I don't know. uh, Waiting at the airport. And uh, they don't necessarily get a good night's sleep that first night back. Um, And we know that of all of the variables of rest and recovery in sport, we're now starting to agree that um, sleep is probably the most predictive variable of success. And these guys don't get a good night's sleep.
6: I agree with you a hundred percent with what you just said because I'd, I've been tracking and using that uh, for years and as a consideration. And also, I'll tell you what else: it works in baseball as well. Particularly, if, you know, if they if they play, they're playing the very next day at home after you know a six or eight nine game road trip. I think it works just as well that way. And the same factor: you have to deal with family life, you have to deal with uh, school and the kids, and and uh, your normal routine is disrupted believe it or not because when you're on the road you have your itinerary you know what you're doing you're going to be here you're going to be there and you get it done it's a lot now, different when you come home
3: now 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 brian let me ask you a question can we take this deeper like when we did the wong abc uh, which one is more hurts the most wife girlfriend or baby mama who's got the biggest <laughs> i mean we can go into another <laughs> level of of no sleep
6: it's got to be the wife that's right it's, gotta, Probably it's, it's the the got wife. it's got to yeah. be the wife be right wife, no question Oh, yeah. That's why we've had so many of them.
3: Yeah, because the girlfriend's going to let you sleep. The little, maybe some drama with the baby mama, but we come back. Let's research that. Hey, Brian, thank you. Great show. Chip, appreciate it. Thank you. All you folks out there, thank you very much for watching us and listening to us. Fifth Street Sports back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern.